Welcome back to the Mobile Home Investing Lessons Podcast with your host, John Fedro. Tune in weekly, plus listen to past episodes designed to make you money, save you time, and give you confidence as an active mobile home investor. Now, here's your host, John Fedro. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mobile Home Investing Lessons Podcast. And I'm super happy and proud to be joined with Caleb. Thank you so much for, for joining me, Caleb. Thank you for having me on, John. Um, yeah, it's it's really, it feels so surreal to finally see your face and we've talked a ton uh, and it is uh, really cool, well, at least virtually. Uh, hopefully I'll uh, see you in person one day here. But. Thank you for being here. Uh, on this podcast, we are talking about a bunch of stuff and thank you for sharing and sharing. Um, but predominantly, a lot of your deals have been wholesale deals. We'll be talking mostly about wholesaling um, on this podcast. And I don't believe that's what you ever started off wanting to do. Or, I mean, we never specifically talked about, okay, we're just going to do that. But that's what you've fallen into at the moment. So we're going to talk mostly about those kind of deals. Um, before we talk about the deals, uh, like procedures, profit, fun stories, bad stories, uh, has mobile home investing, it's taken time, it's given, it hasn't been all roses. Has this been worth it for you? I mean, have you, has this been worth it? Yeah. Um, absolutely, absolutely. It's worth every step of the way, um, you know, not just financially, not just monetarily. Um, it's been a great way to grow. It's been so, I love learning things. Um, it's been a great way to learn new things, learn how to deal with people, learn how to negotiate. I mean, there's so, you know, in my opinion, there's so many skill sets that go in, into this business, whether, I mean, sales, talking to people, there's just a plethora of cool different skills. Absolutely. It has been worth it. It comes with its own challenges, uh, in like any other business, but I am, so happy uh jumped into this business jumped in with you uh it's it's been great did you have much real estate experience before this um you know i had um i had my real estate license uh once upon a time honestly didn't do really well with it um you know the cold calling uh looking for leads that kind of thing um and I tried the wholesaling, like stick built, traditional built houses, um, didn't have very much success with that. Uh, I know you started in that same way originally, you know, years before. So did the, you know, tried to be a transaction, a transactional uh, real estate agent and then tried the wholesaling and uh, then found this little niche and maybe third time's the charm, but it's, uh, it's been going great. I don't know, I didn't, I don't know you before we met, but I mean, you're not a, I guess I just want to say this because I imagine you did the same thing with these other, you know, with stick built and then with being a realtor, um, you don't make excuses. You do what is asked of you. You ask a lot of questions, uh, you overcome challenges. So, I mean, you put a lot of work into mobile homes. We take a massive approach when we start. You're going through parks. You're looking at homes on land. What has it been? Have you, I guess we kind of alluded this to before, but um, 
you you have not purchased any homes and then kept them in a community or flipped them or cash flow them. You just do strictly wholesales. And is that because you're looking for those specifically or that's just what's coming to you at the moment? Correct. Right. So um, a lot of my deals I do um, are very, the majority of deals that I do are not in parks. They are on private land in very rural areas. Um, and these, the wholesaling kind of has fallen into my lap. It's not something that I, you know, have actively seeked. Um, the wholesaling thing was never kind of in my sniper scope. Um, but I feel, you know, it's just kind of how it's happened. Um, to answer the question better, um, the long-term game is buy and hold. The long-term game is creating passive income through holding these properties, through selling them on notes. Um, right now, I'm kind of in a stage of just building capital, doing these cash flips. Um, and, you know, a lot of these homes that are on this these uh, rural places, uh, you know, these kind of on land, not in parks, the majority of them have to be moved. So that's another kind of part of the equation. Do you usually sell to people or other parks or companies that move these homes or that buy these homes from you? Yeah, great question. Um, I've had a mix of uh, in buyers, you know, from just um, kind of more your retail buyers, I'll say, uh, just from, um, you know, these are people's personal residence. And that could be so many stories that could be downsized, and that could be wanting to get out of kind of the rent cycle that could be um, tragedy in the family that could be, uh, there's so many, maybe a first home, there's so many reasons why these people, you know, are choosing mobile homes and for great reason. Um, and so, uh, yes, um, a lot of these are a mix of retail buyers. Um, I would say I also do deals with other investors. Um, I usually do that last. I usually wait to call other investors last. Um, you know, as of another investor, they're looking also for a discount. They're in the game. They know the lingo. Um, so those are going to be the last people that I call. Um, you know, usually I want to kind of retail these out first. Um, and yeah, definitely. You know, people, I know people with mobile home parks. They're looking to add homes. Um, yeah, all kinds of uh, yeah, different buyers. When you're selling these, you typically are not putting much work into them or, or repairs? Right. Uh, honestly, the majority of these deals, um, I am not personally repairing. These are as-is deals. Um, I am able to find these at a great discount um, with these sellers, I am able to provide a great discount to the end buyers because these are as is the discount is built in, um, the end buyer, they know that they're going to have to put in some work. Um, you know, could we sell these homes for top dollar fixed up repaired? Absolutely. Um, but these deals, these wholesale deals, they can move a lot faster um, as, as selling as is without doing repairs. Um, so that's just kind of my strategy right now. Not saying that will ever not change. Um, I think there are a lot of pros to doing these, um, as is 
um, scalability, you're able to do deals quickly, faster, you're not getting kind of clogged up on one deal, doing repairs. Um, of course, even not doing repairs yourself, but still subbing out the work to a contractor, you know, a trustworthy handyman. Um, so you are able, no, and you are able, absolutely, you are able to move lightning speed um, on these deals, uh, just doing them as is. Um, so there, there are some pros to doing that, uh, in my opinion. Um, and you, you know, you do have to calculate, you know, does me putting in, let's say 5,000 in repairs on a deal, is that really going to give me the leverage in the end where maybe, or does that 5,000 just mean I'm only making five more thousand after repairs? Does that 5,000 repairs turn a $10,000 deal into a $20,000 deal, $25,000 deal, $30,000 deal? Um, and that's when you just have to, you know, does this make sense? Um, you're walking it through with your handyman. Um, maybe you're doing the repairs yourself, but um, yeah, I think it all comes down to the deal, uh, how much margin you have in the deal. You know, we know we make money when we buy. Um, and, uh, you know, I think Warren Buffett uh, talked something about, you know, if you are driving across a bridge with a 10 ton limit uh, with a truck that weighs, you know, nine, 9.9 .9 tons, that's probably not a good idea. Um, you know, I mean, you, you, you have to have that margin, um, and the same way with deals, you know, are you, are you, uh, are you walking in, you know, we make money when we buy, so we have to know our margins. We have to know our exit strategies. Uh, yeah. How many wholesales roughly do you think that you are a part of or have been a part of in the last, how, how long have we been working together? Uh, we, we first started working together. I, uh, I joined your program, took your course, um, a ma wonderful course and, um, prop, yeah, um, really. And, um, probably I think that was 2020, but I, you know, I kind of fell off the grid. I think, you know, and that was, we had a period of silence on my end for just not really committing to the business, not really taking it seriously, um, other things going, ah, you know, I'll get to this later, just kind of put it on the back burner. Um, so fast forward a year later, um, I think it was, I want to say maybe, I feel like it was October, this past October, November, 2021, I started really ramping up, talking with you more, diving into your course more. Um, so how many deals have I done? Um, eight deals so far um since november um so that's been about four months um i've got uh, i think six deals i'm currently working um so, <laughs> so it's uh yeah that's insane that's that's not insane i've seen all the work you do so it makes perfect sense but eight people that's eight sellers that's eight buyers that you've helped um that you've facilitated yeah. these these you know, these buyers would never have had these homes or been able to do what they're going to do in them. Uh, that's incredible. With, with those properties, you have eight that you've you know kind of closed. You're working on another, another six. I love that you can take on six properties at a time. And for the folks listening, 
that's kind of normal. I mean, if you're the mobile home investor, that's like a Swiss army knife and you can do a lot of different things. Not like you have to have a ton of money, but we've said it a couple times on this podcast. We take a massive approach and we're talking to most people out there, most sellers, most mobile homeowners, figuring out what they have, why they're selling. And if you buy homes and you're spending five, 10, 15 grand on homes, you got to put out all that money, uh, obviously in repairs, all that money comes out. But with what you're doing, you're out. Do you put down any money on these homes or do you? Are you out any money? Right. No, great, great point, John. Um, and, you know, I was going to say, going back to the question earlier of, you know, kind of pros of wholesaling, um, kind of selling as is, is you do get to diversify and um, kind of have better risk management of your capital. So in other words, you know, you get to spread out your capital further along more deals, do more deals. You know, you're not sinking in um a larger portion of into one deal um just on repairs um am i putting money into these these deals myself yes and no i i I can't really speak for traditional real estate vesting but you can do deals without using your money your money um so what i mean by that so um you know john you and i've talked um so I do a mix and within these wholesale deals, I do a mix of either taking title or I will do, um, you know, what we call consignment. Um, so consignment deal, I don't have my own funds involved, um, which is great for um, lowering your risk. Um, and if, I'd love to talk about one consignment deal I did. Um, so, I, so I ran into a seller. Uh, she contacted me, you know, I said, uh, man, you know, she tells me she needs $2,000 for this home. Um, that's not the price that I am in. I would pay. So I talked to some people. I talked to some friends. I know I end up selling for $3,000, make a thousand dollars in the middle profit. She took the 2000, she didn't have a car and she was able to buy a car for her and her kids she was so happy she was almost in tears when uh i brought her the money back she gives me a big hug and you know her kids are throwing the money up in the air and you know they're oh, i'm rich i'm rich and uh it, you know it's it's uh a, a, all about creating a win 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 you know solving people's problems what was her problem her problem was uh, she didn't have a car. She didn't have a vehicle. Um, the buyer's problem was they needed an affordable home for them. So I kind of linked this, linked these together, solved both of these problems, created value for these people, and you know made a little profit in the middle. So it, it's it, I think I did that deal in one one day. It was a uh, uh, I think it was my fastest deal. It was a quick turnaround. So that worked. So one day is fast. A thousand dollars is really good in one day. Um, I loved. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I don't want folks thinking that you're duping people or we're we're trying to scam people or people are angry with us or we have to like m manipulate them or lie to them to say, "Hey, I'm gonna right. buy your place," and then really don't buy it and sell it over here. And like we gotta kind of like hide what we're doing and. 
that's like that that sucks like to have a business where you're looking over your shoulder or you're afraid of oh who's going to call me is it going to be the seller do they know how much i'm making and it's like we don't have to deal with we don't have to right. deal with that it's more of a sure. win 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 the sellers are on board the buyers yeah. are on board um and no yeah and you're just learning your prices you're making money while you're learning while you're helping people um what has been what's sort of a I guess what's the, and you don't have to be too specific. I don't want to put you on the spot, but what's the least amount that you've made on on one deal, and then the, roughly the, the 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 most amount of, of net. Gotcha. No, great question. Um, so I fortunately I have not lost any money on a deal yet. That's a good thing. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, for what uh, Warren Buffett says, uh, first rule: don't lose money. Second rule: don't forget first rule. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, <laughs> um, I have not done that. Um, I would say the only, I'm doing air quotes here, bad deal I've done is I did have a, I think, well, almost broke even deal. I think I literally made maybe $200 <laughs> off of the deal. Is that the one you've purchased or you've gotten under contract some, junkers i don't want to say junkers because they were probably beautiful in their heyday but the time that you're looking at them they are junkers and you've taken on some stuff i was even saying hey probably pass was that one of the really bad ones that you just made 200 or what was the story behind that yeah right yes um i, I can't remember if i told you about this john but um this was uh, a deal that i did so this was a consignment deal and uh I'll walk you through on how not to screw up I, like I did <laughs> and uh, shot myself in the foot. But um, so basically, um, you know, the the end money should always come from the end buyer in a consignment. Um, so I call I, I have a buyer on the line. He's coming to meet me. Um, I call the seller. I say, hey, you know, I'm going to go ahead and give you the money um, up you know, up front. And, um, you know, I was like, well, this, the buyer's going to be here 30 minutes after I just talked to him, he's good to go, you know, so kind of just went ahead and paid her, um, you know, got her out of the deal thinking the end buyer, he's going to be here in, you know, 30 minutes. Buyer never shows up. Surprise, surprise. And I'm stuck with this deal I just paid for. Um, and luckily I just sold that deal. I think it was about two weeks ago, but I held that deal. That was probably one of the longer holds that I've had. I think I held that deal, uh, trying to think at least three months. I think it was maybe even close to four months. So that's, that's a long hold time. Uh, fortunately, you know, I'm not paying lot rent. It's not, you know, this is on private land. I'm talking with the landowners. Um, hey, you know, is this clearing everything with them? Can this home stay here? Are you going to charge lot rent? Luckily, I didn't have any holding costs. Um, that so I got that was I'll say just about a break even. I think I got kind of exited that deal. So valuable learning lesson from that deal. Luckily, it didn't really cost me anything, but. Um, I always look at, okay, what's best case scenario? 
what's middle case scenario and what's worst case scenario. You know, best case, I can make XYZ profit. Okay scenario, can I still exit this deal for what I bought it for? You know, uh, and then worst case, if I lose everything that I put into this deal, am I going to be okay? And if the answer is yes to all of those, you know, buy the deal. And then I've, I've also, you know, um, I, it, maybe it sounds cheesy, but I've, I've really learned to just trust my instinct, trust my intuition. If I, you know, not to sound like some, uh, you know, uh, wacky thing or something, but uh, if, if, you know, if I feel intuitively in my kind of gut, uh, is this a, a, a good deal? You know, I'm walking the home and, and then and also the, you know, are the numbers checking out, but paired with that intuition with that, and then pull the trigger on the deal. If I get some kind of check, I don't, you know, don't feel good about the deal. There's just something not agreeing with me. I, maybe even if the numbers make sense, I, I won't buy, you know, it's like, just do trust your gut, do trust your instinct, do trust your intuition. That's a really great tip. And if you're having doubts, have somebody that you can ask a second or third opinion to. Sure, absolutely. You are so right about that, uh, about that gut instinct. Are there, what's that book called? Uh, Blink or? Uh, Blink, yeah, yeah, Blink. What's a bigger deal than quickly just sort of, I guess, averaged out, but. Sure, average. So um, I do track my numbers. Um, I'm a, I like to keep things simple. Um, I keep a simple Google spreadsheet, Google document you know, what was my acquisition cost? When did I buy it? When did I sell it? You know, what was the, what was the holding cost? You know, if I did repairs, which, um, you know, generally not doing, but, uh, what was that, you know, keep every item just meticulously keeping track, you know, watch your numbers and though that will help you so much, you know, imagine that is your compass for your business. You, you have to have a pulse in your business. You, there's no question. You have to, track it you have to have numbers you have to know where you're at you know otherwise you're like a ship without a sail at sea i mean you're just you know so i urge all you know not just mobile home investors but any investors you know if you're not already track your numbers um so uh the the biggest deal um so i will say this deal is pending it's we have not quite closed on it i'm still waiting on a few things kind of to wrap up um was i acquired the home uh for i was into the home 2000 um there was 1500 in back tax well roughly right at 1500 in back taxes i had to pay um first i made a deal with the seller you know i said guys this home is behind 1500 in taxes don't know if you knew um I don't know if I can offer much more than that other than just, you know, pay it, get the taxes off. And uh, so they said, you know, well, could you give us 500 besides that? And I said, okay. Um, so we're to it about 2000. Um, we have a pending offer. Um, I think I listed for 19.5. We have a pending offer on the table for 17.5. Um, so yeah, that's about 15 uh 155 roughly in profit um 15,000 so um it's a you know good little grand slam i mean not like a super grand slam but you know it's a pretty decent deal it's in great shape um you know it makes sense and uh yeah why is the seller 
going with you, why are you needed? Why can't the seller do this themselves? Or why, uh, why, why are you needed? Great question. Great question, John. Um, the seller would come to me, would come to us for a multitude of reasons. Um, maybe they just need some quick cash, you know, in this, in this one seller's case, she needed a car. That's all she needed. Maybe they don't have any other options. Maybe they don't feel like going through the headache of uh, advertising, showing the home, talking to people, taking dozens and dozens of calls a day, text, emails, and just dealing with all that. Maybe they just, you know, here, here's what I want. You make as much as you want. This is just all I want. I want out of it. Um, and uh, so there, there's a lot of reasons why, you know, sellers would, would come to us. They don't, and, and, you know, I'll say too, John, we, we want sellers to get as much as they want. We want them to make as much as we want. You know, I'll flat out say, I can't give you what you want as much as you want. You should, you know, either take this route or try this and you, I want you to get what you want, you know, make as much. So, um, you know, uh, sellers will come to us for, you know, um, uh, many reasons, you know, any of the above, maybe, maybe they're embarrassed about their situation. Maybe they don't want anyone to know. They'd rather come to us privately. I like, I think it's normal and it is normal. Uh, your, your plan about stacking up cash, you know, wholesaling for a while, yeah. learning, building a reputation, stacking up cash, um, still networking, still building up your reputation with park managers, with park owners, um, learning the numbers. So, I mean, there's just so still so much for, you know, for you to do or the land, the parks. I mean, just, I, you're doing so, you're doing so great. You're juggling like a bunch where you're, you're in your store right now for a completely separate <laughs> business that you own. Yeah. I mean, like you're just doing so many things and you have family obligations and you're making the, the, the mobile homes work. How many hours, roughly, do you think you're putting in a week? Um, most of the the hours uh, add up, you know, with seller appointments. We're we're driving these homes, you know. Sometimes they're an hour out, you know, even two hours out. Some of these deals, and then you're driving back. You're you're looking at the home. You're doing walkthroughs. You're doing inspections. And, you know, maybe you're going back out for a second look or to meet with the seller to close on the deal. Um, a lot of it's drive time. You know, you're, you're uh, driving for dollars, as they say. Uh, I would say roughly, you know, I'm I would say on average, maybe I'd say about 20 hours a week if I had to put a number to it, you know, between all those things. Yeah. So 20, 25. OK. Yeah, it takes time. And if. That's pretty incredible that you're as busy as you are with the kind of a part-time job. Yeah. So I also own a mattress store and uh, it, my mattress store is by appointment. Um, so that does give me flexibility to be able to, you know, juggle that and then juggle this and then juggle family. Um, and, you know, you're absolutely right, John. I mean, you know, you're talking, I think you asked earlier, you know, uh, having six deals at once is that hard to juggle is that tough the answer is it can be it can you know once you're starting getting more deals i'm just one person i can only kind of um multiply myself so many times uh that you know it does get tough sometimes to juggle all these deals at once you know you're you're not only worried about selling 
you have to think about finding new deals, sourcing new deals, um, uh, working on deals that you have, you know, uh, so it is a juggling act. Absolutely. Ideally, the, the deal should get, I don't want to say more profitable, but more profitable because, you know, this first year of, of, of doing so many wholesales, you're really tuning in your price and knowing like that $200 deal. I mean, I don't think that you would take on a home like that or in that same area or that exhibited the same qualities. You know, you would pay a lot less or pay nothing or not even do it. So some of the deals you're doing now, maybe you won't do in the future or, in, but you're right. You can only do so much at one time if it's just you and, you know, you don't have employees or anybody working for you. So good point. Really good point. Yeah. And, and I mean, just the courage to do all this, like you are, this business is scary. Talking to people is somewhat uncomfortable and we don't know what they're going to say, but I mean, you're doing it like you're just, you've put yourself in those situations and forced yourself and did what you needed to do to like motivate yourself. How do you motivate yourself? That's a question I don't usually ask people, but like, do you feel it's, are you reading books? Is it inward? Have you always been like this or? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've got actually an, you're, you sent me a, a sign one time it said, and I'm looking at it now to my store and says, I will do today what others won't so I can live tomorrow like others can't. And um, that helps, you know, kind of spur me on. Um, honestly, what motivates me is just the joy of it, the the enjoyment um, of the business. I, I can say I really like it. You know, I really am enjoying it. I love putting deals together. I love talking to people. I love negotiating. I love, you know, just learning all these factors. So for me, it's kind of uh, just the joy of it, you know. Uh, yeah. I hear that whenever we talk, I mean, you're even the things that you're learning about or the things that, you know, when you tell me and I'm, you know, they're not, it's not like always the best news. You're still it's you're you're always upbeat about it or i can't remember a time when you were extremely negative about it you always saw the silver lining in things um, well you know uh, absolutely absolutely um you know i look at it john as um if it's a win as long as i learn something from it you know it, it, it's a win if i came back with more knowledge more experience you know even if i did lose money on the deal um, which hasn't happened yet, thank God. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's it's a learning. Um, did I learn something? And you know, I'll, I'll say, I am all for taking. Um, I mean, the course has been wonderful. You know, taking courses, um, uh, uh, reading, uh, talking to people. But at some point, you can't. You got to go to second base. You can't. You know, you you can't just read and research for you know you gotta you gotta pull the trigger you gotta make action you know and it's i think you know you probably heard the saying but it is more like uh, uh ready fire aim you know it, it's uh and, and just you know do the thing and uh so you that does the, <laughs> just do it what are you listening uh, for just, just do, do it, it. Why are you still you know a, a nike show, or, or, you know we might say nike on the podcast um so yeah but just do it you know take action do it is it scary yes is it fun yes even more so is exciting yes and um that does take courage you know you you gotta kind of take that first step out of the boat and you gotta do it 
So true. Yes. Man. Oh, that's I'm so proud of you, Caleb. That's awesome. Thank I mean, you. Just for yeah. This is awesome, man. This is this is this is how it is. This 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 is the business. And it will evolve and morph and you'll add on things, you know, like that Swiss Army knife, you'll be doing more things. You know, but you're but you're taking what's coming to you. We're choosing different, you know, the path of least resistance. And Absolutely. yeah, you'll anyway. This is this is good. Thank you so much again. Thank you for taking this went way longer than I expected. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank this you. So Thank cool. you, John. Thank you for having me on. Um, it is an honor to be on your show. Um, I have enjoyed it and uh, I am so glad uh, we are doing business together, you know, as you know, and, and you are my mentor and I'm very thankful for that. And, uh, you know, the, the um, if I can put a plug in, you know, for you, um, you know, guys, if you are thinking about mobile home investing, you want a great course, um, look nowhere else except John's course. Um, it is so comprehensive. Um, John is the OG of modern mobile home investing, you know, maybe Lonnie Scruggs deals on wheels before him, but truly, um, I mean, there there's courses out other courses out there, but they all come from John's course. They, these are people under him. So John is the OG take his course. It is phenomenal. Um, you will learn so much, John, you will have the best part at personal access to John, you will have his phone number and it has been well worth it, you know? So, uh, again, you know, check out the course you will be sold. The ideas and advice given in today's episode are for entertainment purposes only. If you have future ideas or questions for upcoming episodes, please email us at support at mobilehomeinvesting.net. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, the biggest compliment you can give is to like and share this podcast with your friends. 